Picks with the Professor of the Show, where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball, February 10th. Jake has uh, over 152 games on this. Just a light slate. We've selected three of the, according to Sideline, uh, top 10 most interesting games where we have three picks that we like for various reasons that we shall explain. We have three plays of the day, top tier plays that we really like that we will discuss on the extended cut. We have another, I don't know, eight or 10 ish, a grade plays also on dub club on just random games where we just think the, the, the market's really far off. And those have been, rock and rolling really all season long for us on those a great totals for you so if you're interested in those again that links in the show description uh as always but uh jake we are you know a month away from conference tournaments so uh we were just talking about uh, you know some march madness talk before we got on here uh, we're getting to the to the fun part of the season Oh yeah, it's it's getting absolutely crazy, and you're gonna get inundated with arguments of team A, team B, and a bunch of random stats that they cherry pick to make you question things, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, this Big West team should be ahead of Arizona or something like it. it's crazy." But I'll, I'm here for it because I love those debates. Yeah, I uh, people always talk about resume, and and again, as a reminder, sideline and its ranking system and its projections are forward-facing projections. They are not resume. They are based off the current active rosters um, of the teams. And if anybody's questionable, uh, probable, et cetera, that's built into the model as well. So when we see uh, the grades and the rankings and the ratings and all those different things, uh, of course, as always, keep in mind that this is not a resume, how good they have been, saying they deserve to be ranked at this spot, just saying how good we think they are going forward, which is all that matters to us in this in industry um we'll start off with that in mind with creighton and xavier a, a creighton team that according to Island, the 15th best team i feel like from a resume perspective when you look at what creighton's done and the number of no-shows they've had I, you know there, there's times when you look at it and you say i'm not even sure this is a top 30 team they obviously have the talent. They have the potential to put it together. They've put it together a handful of times. They've also struggled a handful of times. But Jake, you and I were talking before show. Once you get down a after the top handful of teams, and it gets worse and worse, it gets to the twenties and thirties, and there's just a lot of parity in college basketball. Um, I, I, I saw on on Twitter recently that. Um, the argument that the NIL was just going to create these super schools or whatever. Uh, is easily debunked in a number of manners, uh, a number of ways with regards to uh, the distribution of five-star picks and things like that. And, and it's debunked in college basketball just because there's there's more parity than ever. You've got a couple of really good schools at the top, but uh, you know it starts getting, and, and like I said, I think Creighton's a getting here at number 15 where I'm like, yeah, they're good, but I don't think they're that good. But then I look below them and I'm like, I'm not sure those other teams are better than them anyway. All that to say, they're playing a Xavier team ranked number 56 according to the model uh and as much as creighton has had their struggles while this is a road game uh their offense is the vastly superior uh unit we've got a, a wrong team favorite game here we're gonna create a plus 102 b great pick model thinks they win 61 percent of the time uh jake model's not very high on xavier what are your thoughts on xavier I, I'm kind of hit or miss with them. I, I, I don't know. They played a faster pace, and they got a relatively uh, 
good defense because, I mean, Creighton's got a fairly solid defense. They're right there with them. Uh, they do it in a different way, but right. I, I think very different, very, very different battle of paces here for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that offense is really going to hold them back. They are depending a lot on uh, guys making tough shots because, like, their effective field goal percentage is below 50, and it's very hard when majority of your shots are contested, long, non-efficient shots, and that's going to be tough. They're making up for it with a high assist-to-field goal made ratio, but you start running into teams with really good defenses and kind of pressure-type defenses, and you see what happens where they get absolutely murdered by Connecticut on national TV. Uh, Already lost to Creighton once, got beat by uh, Connecticut again. St. John's took care of them. I mean, they even lost to Oakland out of the Horizon League. Like, and Delaware too. These these aren't stud teams. It's easy to pick apart at this team, and I think Cre- that's what Creighton will do. I mean, Creighton is very good. They have a very good offense. Kaufmaner is really a difference maker, and they do exactly kind of like Purdue, except they have not as athletic guards, so they don't play as pressure defense because they force an egregious like ten percent of their opponent's possessions end up being turnovers. It's just the rate rates like next to last. It's Bad. They don't. They don't get any extra possessions there, so they have to be highly efficient with their offense, which they are. And I think they're really going to take care of Xavier. Uh, Xavier, of course, winning three in a row. One of those was at home against St. John's, who's you know uh, up in the air. They they split with St. John's, as you mentioned. They, they they lost them, and that's not the greatest win at home against St. John's. They beat DePaul. That doesn't even count. I mean, DePaul's at this point, like, you know, there, there probably is a D2 school that can beat DePaul at this point. Um, and then their last one was a, was a good one over Villanova, but a Villanova team that also kind of up and down. Uh, they also split with Villanova in the season. So, you know, they've, they've beaten some of the mediocre Big East teams at home. They've lost them on the road. That's not really overly impressive. At least you go back to two games before that, and that was when they got destroyed by UConn and they lost at Creighton. Um, I think the biggest concern, if you're a Creighton backer like we are here, is the fact that they've lost their last four against the spread. They've lost six of their last seven, and that sometimes gives us an indication of where the number is, where the value is, because the money line market, of course, is very tied to the uh, spread market. But when you look back at some of these games, one of those they failed to cover was a loss at UConn. I mean, who cares? We talk about UConn's one of the hands-down top three teams um, and just looks really good. Um, they did not cover technically against Xavier. They were favored by seven and a half, they by seven. I mean, that's whatever. They didn't cover a giant number against DePaul. They were favored by 24, they won by 23. Like, who cares? Uh, and then they had that Butler game, which was really weird. And then the overtime game against Providence. So the last two, obviously, for Creighton, not great. But otherwise, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, and, you know, if nothing else, when you look at the Big East, uh, the Providences of the world uh, – you know, like the last game were a little bit tougher than what Xavier should have played lately. So I don't think you can just isolate these last few games because the competition's been different. Uh, Creighton won the, the first one at home. I think this one has a chance of being a little bit closer, but uh, again, that's the benefit of taking plus 102 is that we just have to win. We don't have to worry about anything. And realistically, Creighton should be favored in this game. Maybe not by a ton, but by a little bit here. Um, so we're really like grabbing them uh, on the money line here, plus odds. And Jake, we always talk about plus odds about shopping around and you know one of the one of the biggest areas 
uh, that you can shop around and get value is on the money line. On the spread, a lot of times you'll see the same number across the board. Now we should still be shopping on the spread to try to save ourselves on the on the odds there, right? Making sure we get minus 105s where we can, or if all the markets are minus 115, find a minus 110. But the money line markets are very different across books. It's one of the easiest areas that you can shop around. And as always, we want to remind you if you have not opened up account bet US yet, you can do so with a link in the show description. Get a big bonus, get a bunch of free bets and all sorts of goodies, and use them as well to add to your R books to shop around and make sure you get the best money line price because that's an easy way to either go from a losing better to a break even better or take your break even betting and make it more positive it's a very simple easy way to do it so as always check them out if you haven't yet that links right there in the show description bet us america's favorite sports book where you can bet on everything anytime sports book live betting and casino to celebrate 30 years in business we have the best bonuses in the industry get 125 percent sign up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets so what are you waiting for join now bet us where the game begins uh 2 p.m eastern tcu at iowa state um i feel like we've covered a lot of TCU games and a lot of Iowa State games. I think we've been over in all of them. Um, it hasn't won every single time. No one has said it would. No one here is trying to go 100%. I mean, I guess we are kind of trying, but but not really. It, you, you know, it, it's counterintuitive. I think I put this in the outro slides. If you actually are winning 100% of your bets, like it almost means something's wrong <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> like it, it's you, you want the model to calibrate in a sense. Um, it, it's almost, what's the old saying, right? About, about uh, going to the airport, right? If you haven't, if, if you fly a lot and you don't miss a flight at some point, you're, you're living life wrong. You need to miss a flight at some point because if not, you're leaving time on the table because you're getting to the airport too early. It's it, it, the theory is, uh, you know, if you get there, you know, 30 minutes to spare on every flight, that 30 minutes adds up. And at some point, the cost of missing a flight to tell you when you can get there, it adds up. It's the same sort of thing, right? We understand, we we, we have a certain risk tolerance here. We know we're going to lose some bets. That's the way it goes, right? But we're winning way more than we're losing. We're backing the over in TCU and the and the over in Iowa State games. Now they're playing together. Uh, it, it seems too easy. We're going to back at the over again. 143 is the official number. A great pick model thinks about 150 on average that were just as likely to be in the 140s, the 150s. And at 143, we get a lot of winners in the 140s. Obviously, Iowa State's defense is fantastic. They don't play overly fast, but TCU will pick up the pace. And Iowa State's scoring a lot of points. Their offense is good. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think this is just another case where we're the books are struggling to catch up with some of these top teams. There's been a handful of them we've been riding. It's been working. We've been winning upper 50s to 60% of these I just keep rolling with it, right? It, it, it's that simple, right, Jake? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, Iowa State is offense is not getting enough credit because uh, their defense just is a star. Like, so they are very, 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 very good on defense, but their Iowa and their offense is not as good. But getting there, and TCU plays fast enough, has a good enough offense. Their defense lags behind just enough. I think we get a ton of points. Um, Iowa State forces an absolutely ungodly number of turnovers every game. TCU coughs the ball up a little more than they like. Uh, so that's going to leave the easy buckets for Iowa State. TCU cleans up the glass because they're not a very good jump shooting team. That's where they get a lot of the points. Sometimes their best offense is a missed shot. Uh, and that TCU is going to get some extra points there because Iowa State's not the greatest rebounding team um defensively they give up to they give up a lot of offensive boards and that's where you can kind of get to them uh, but i think that's going to lead to just a lot of easy buckets and we're going to get a lot of points in this, what should be a very fun and tight game 
Yeah, Iowa State uh, had gone over four straight times entering that Baylor game. We had the A grade over in the Baylor one. And that's where I mentioned I have zero idea how that one did not get over. There were so many missed free throws, so many chances to get over. It was just a bonker situation. They played Texas, didn't go over. We didn't have them on that one. So, again, we're not going over on every single one of these games. We passed uh, against the Longhorns. That game did go under. Barely went right pretty close to total. We thought it was reasonably close, so we did not have the A grade stamp of approval on that over, and, and it didn't go over. So, again, we haven't been playing all the Iowa State over. But the one's been playing, they're doing pretty well. TCU's a similar situation. They'd gone over uh, four of their last five. We were on most of those overs, if I do recall. Uh, and then their last game against Texas, uh, I, I, we were not on the over on that one, and, and it didn't go over. So, um, you know, we're not going over on every single one of them blind doing it. It's just we're on, you know, two thirds of them, and, and most of the ones that, that were on hit. And so playing each other, I think, I guess it's kind of, I think it's a no brainer. You mentioned Iowa state's offense doesn't get enough credit probably because their defense is so good. Uh, TCU will drive the pace. Never know what happens in one game. That's where we say, you know, we're saying on average, this goes over at a typical game. We may not get a typical game, but as long as we get anything in that realm, we should be in the 140s or 150s. Got a great chance to go over. We could have a really bonkers high scoring game where teams are hot. We could have a really bonkers low scoring game where they're not. Benefit for us, even if they're not, got overtime, late fouls. We got chances to help us out, even if it's in that weird scenario. Uh, but otherwise, way more ways to go over than under. So, A grade over for an afternoon big game spot. That'll wrap us up on the free show pick on the free pick show with Arizona and Colorado. And again, a bunch more coming on the after show here. Stick with us. If you're on Dub Club, you'll get that discussion and a bunch of other picks as well. Uh, but as you can see on screen, this is what we give out to everybody on sideline. Jake, you and I are talking about the models just been high on Colorado all season. How's them ranked 19th? Uh, but that's kind of irrelevant to the pick that we're making here, whether the model's overrating them or not. We talked uh, about Arizona, Utah a couple of days ago in a game that uh, we, we, we lost. We had three picks on Thursday on this show and they all three lost over five overtimes um <laughs> i've never seen anything like that before but the worst of which was utah who we took five and plus five and a half said sprinkle the money line and 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 i think that was dead on because they tied after 45 minutes and then they tied after 45 minutes and then they tied after 50 minutes and somehow plus five and a half loses because they lost by six in the third overtime I don't know what that's going to mean for this game with regards to Arizona. It's already a tough place to play. Altitude's tough if you're not already in altitude. Um, you know, So it's going to make this an interesting contest with regards to the home edge that Colorado already has, probably boosted a little bit based off that triple overtime game. Uh, but either way, this Arizona team has done us so well with the overs. We have not played every single over. We did not play the over against Utah. Now, we should have because it went three overtimes. But we didn't know that was going to happen, of course. Well, we didn't get an extra half of basketball. Yeah, we didn't We didn't think there would be an extra half of basketball. But, but you know, here we are. <laughs> that, that, that did happen. And, uh, you know, but we've played a lot of their overs, and they've been really good to us. They can score 100 on anybody. And their defense is really good. As you can see on screen there, a 69 grade. That is a very nice rating. As you can see in the text below that, uh, that grade of uh, 69 ranks them eighth in college basketball on an efficiency standpoint. But they can give up a lot of points because of that pace. As you can see there uh, on that third line, their pace ranks number seven. And as always, if you need to pause the video and kind of soak in all that information, uh, you know, feel free to do so. 
Um, they play so fast. They can score a ton of points. They can give up a ton of points. They can go triple overtime. There's just so many ways to, for points to happen in these Arizona games. Model thinks both these teams have a great shot to get into the 80s. And if both get into the 80s, then over 157 and a half will be a winner. I'm not sure both get into the 80s, but I feel pretty confident that one of them will. And that should be enough to get us right around this 160 mark. That makes over 157 and a half a pretty solid pick. B grade, not the best value, but it's pretty close to an A grade. We we'll only have to drop another point-ish or so before you had that A grade. Um, designation 156 and a half would be your a grade i don't see why this number would drop but you never know where the number is going to go if it does you know maybe put an extra half unit on or something like that but we really like the over in arizona as i mentioned they've been good to us and even though they might have some tired legs that might hurt them on the offense and it might help us out because they might allow a few more points to colorado that might allow the game to stay closer which gives us likelihood of fouls uh, intense possession of the second half, overtime, et cetera. So a lot of ways this goes over. Jake, what's your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this just screams over every which way you want to think about it. Like you said, even if it's tired legs and elevation that hurts the defense more than it does the offense because it's a little easier to get motivated, find that extra gear on offense than it is yeah. on defense, which helps Colorado out, who's a very talented team that's just not been able to get all their players on the court at the same time for long periods. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what your model is seeing is like the talents there. It's just, they yeah. haven't all been there um, when they are, they're a very good team. They can absolutely take advantage of teams, but when they're not, they can get beat by almost anybody like Florida state and beat them. I mean, they haven't been yeah. good in a while, but yeah. Arizona, I mean, looking at their last, what, five, six games, seven, maybe no six, uh, all of them have been over one in the like mid one fifties ish, right around that area. It's not, and that's even when it gets teams with terrible offenses like Oregon State and uh, USC. Uh, so like it's, I, I don't think the def, the defense gives up a lot of points, but the offense scores so much. And Colorado Colorado has a good enough offense that this game wouldn't surprise me if it's in the one seventies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe we had an A grade over. Uh, on this game, the first time they played, that was Colorado didn't show up. That was in the midst of some of their injuries, and we thought somebody would be back, and they weren't. And we didn't realize someone would be out, and it kind of affected things. Uh, Arizona put up 97 uh, on them at home. I don't think they do the same thing here, but you never know. They're always capable of dropping 100 on anybody, but they're always capable of giving up 100 on anybody too. We always talk about that with Arizona because that pace is just so uh, relentless. Both these teams have gone over more than they've gone under, and Arizona's played with some really big numbers because everyone knows that, and they've still done a decent job of getting over some of them. Um, and so as I mentioned, you know, just like the last few teams, we haven't played these overs in every game. We've just been about half the time or so, and it's worked more than it hasn't. Uh, you know, if we fail to get over just like the last time, one of the ways is anything like that can happen. One team can just not show up, not help us out. Uh, if that's Arizona, it wouldn't be the craziest thing. After a triple overtime game two nights ago, if Colorado were to run away with this game, you know, then you're just hoping that Arizona has enough energy to get into the 70s. Uh, and at that point, you know, we, we hopefully we can get it to like 90 to 70 or something. Colorado's pissed off, wants to run it up because they yeah. got beat by 47. So it's on the table. So, so again, e even in that scenario, we still have a chance to get over. Uh, but if this plays out anything near normal, around 160 or like so even up in the 170s makes a lot of sense for it uh, because there's just so many, so many different ways for points to happen at this pace with these offenses. And it's not that the defenses are bad. They're just going to be a little bit overmatched with regards to uh, the, the pace and the quality of offense. 
there. So over is the B grade pick in that at 157 uh, and a half. And again, if you want all that information, as you see there on Dub Club and more, including Discord access, ad free shows, et cetera, et cetera, you can sign up on Dub Club. That link's also in the show description. The QR code on the screen will take you there and get you $5 off your first month. Uh, or you can use the promo code uh, there as well, which will wrap us up for the free picks. There's your recap. More coming after the music. But, Jake, before we get a quick reprieve, do you have any final words for the people heading into the weekend? Yeah, I mean, now's the time to get on the dub club. You've got the hockey model coming out that's doing very well. Last year we we killed it during the tournament with some of the stuff that like we kind of put out with like conference tournament winners and things like that. There's all sorts of extra benefits just crawling all over the Discord server. Yep, absolutely. Very well said. Uh, again, otherwise, hopefully we see you on the other side of the video. You can get there if you're with us on Dub Club. Uh, and if we don't see you there, we will see you next week.